Welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, the podcast that explores the unexplained with humor and curiosity. Hello and welcome to Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch. I'm joined by my pal and co-host Irene Bremis here. Hello, Irene. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> so, Irene, um, today we have a guest with, oh my gosh, this story is like one of those stories. Like when oh. I thought of doing this podcast, well, I keep saying this, I keep saying like, and I definitely thought of this person, but now I've had like, there's, there's like three or four stories that are the ones that are like pack right. a wallop, Ooh. not to build this up too much, but this is one that like really is a good one. The suspense is killing okay, me. Okay. So let me just say, Irene does not know the story coming up. Anyway, please welcome Liz Kakowski. To woo woo. Hello, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So, Liz, Liz, you have a bunch of woo woo stories, actually. We've discussed these things over the years. And then you have the big woo woo story. Yeah, the big woo woo. But I love woo woo all around. I love everything woo woo. I want to hear your woo woos. Even this past weekend, I went on a yoga retreat to the Sequoia oh, right. National Forest. I Loved it so much. I'd never Ooh. been there. It's only three and a half hours away from LA. And even there, like had like a conversation with a lady who said she had a near death experience and she talks to, she has voices that, you know, direct her. And I was all in, like all in, you know, and my, and I go back and forth with all this stuff of like, so open to it. And then being like, wait, am I being duped? No, I'm believing this. Well, wait, it, could yeah. it be real? Or does she have a mental illness? Or Does she have a mental illness? Yes. Yeah. You just reminded me of something that I automatically forgot, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, okay. No, I remember because when I, when you were going to come on here, you said, well, maybe I should come after. on after the yoga retreat yeah. in case I gather more woo-woo. From yes. And, and I did. So you did. Yeah. I mean, is that, I mean, here was, here was, me. I guess I'll just give you the best <laughs> line from it. Mm -hmm. So this woman had like almost died. And then after she almost died, she told me that she hears voices and angels and they talk to her and they help her. And she has several different ones. And one is from a different realm. I said, like, who, who do you hear? What? And she said, well, one's from a different realm. And I took that to mean kind of like different planet. And then she goes, um, and one is Mother Mary. And I just said, great person to have on the team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you want her. That's that's an A list. That's A list. And then yeah. I, then she was like, and some other angels. And then that be, that's who I became obsessed with because like if you have oh. like an alien and Mother Mary, like who are the other spirits that don't really get right. in there as much? You know, like and then Doug and Lindsay, and they kind of weigh in <laughs> every once in a while. Now, was this just a chat like you yeah. struck up? You know, around the communal granola yeah. bar, or was this like a? Um, that's oh exactly right. It was, we had a, a there was a chef who was making, you know, delicious vegetarian food. Mm. And this was the communal eating thing. And I'm just chatting. And it was like, I love it. What do you do? What do you do? And talking. And then this just kind of unfolds. And then other people had ghost stories like, you know, and the sequoias, okay. we should have the been sequoia there. Sequoia trees were just giving me like, I've been here forever. I've seen everything, you know, oh, just, I was filled with woo woo. Liz, you're reminding me that I went on a trip similar. I went to Costa Rica by myself. This was a thing Whoa. I did to like long. Oh, I was, I guess it was, oh my God, it was 20 years ago. But Amazing. anyway, let me just do this quick interjection because I went on this trip and two things happened. One is same thing. When you're 
by yourself, you are kind of forced to talk to randos. And the same thing, like people there were kind of, and I met these two sisters there that at the time seemed old, but now they're like my age. <laughs> but, but anyway, but they just had this like sort of life force around them and they were just so positive. And they told me, what would later become the secret? Like they basically said this thing about like put it you know, out there into whatever, the universe. Yeah, like or, what yeah. you focus on is what will come back to you. And if you focus on lack, you'll get lack. lack. But if you focus on what you want, it will come to you. So, and I was sort of really taken by this idea. Well, cut to, oh my gosh, cut to we were all on this sort of nature walk, this guided nature walk thing, and we're walking along the beach, and there are these scarlet macaws, you know, the really bright birds flying up overhead. And this woman says, oh, I, oh, I really want a feather to bring back for my daughter. Okay. I swear to you, 30 seconds later, these birds were way up high. Okay. We all see this feather start to waft down oh and we're gosh. all watching it like almost in slow motion and it lands right. I have chills. Oh, right come on. It lands right in front of her feet. And I was like, sold, wow. sold on the woo-woo. Wow. Yeah. And, and then one other little thing about that trip is like, that's where I came up with the character of Debbie Downer because someone had said a downer thing at this communal table. And then that, so it was sort of this, which became like, you know, my big thing. So, so it was sort of like, now, now it were was you a magical on, trip. I have a question though. This is interesting because I know the story, but did you go there to sort of like, were you manifesting <laughs> was, career stuff? No, like, no, no. Okay. You just went there. I to, went there. Okay. Full confession. Okay. Why were you there? Where it gets a little embarrassing. <laughs> I was there because my therapist at the time had been telling me to go on a trip by myself and I didn't understand why or wherefore or why the hell would I go on a trip by myself uh-huh. when I travel with friends and like I have people to go with and blah, blah. but I was just sort of like okay I was sort of took it as like a like a, a medical directive almost okay. you know so yeah. that's why I went on this trip by myself and I picked somewhere that was like you know in the middle of nature sort of so anyway it was just this once one-off thing that I did but then I we oddly was sort of given this character that became my big character. And then I also hooked into the world of woo woo. So anyway, Liz, as for you saying like, let's wait till after my thing. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. And I truly, it did also just like recharge me. I feel more peaceful this week. Like there really was Mm. something beautiful about going into nature and, and seeing these, I saw the oldest, no, the biggest tree in the world, the general Sherman, it's the biggest tree. And just like getting to touch these trees and like, And then this was super cool too. There's actually, like, it was just three days, but it was filled with all kinds of just beautiful things. One, you know, we kind of had to say what we were going to leave behind in the forest and then things we were going to like pick up, you know, and then kind of get a a mantra. It was really, and like, what did the trees kind of teach us and everything? Loved it. And one of the women on the retreat said that what she was looking for was to like find magic again, like to, to, to believe in magic, to find magic again. And she told me this. And then like a few hours later, I'm open, I'm reading a new book called The Measure. And on the page I'm on, it just like starts talking about magic in a paragraph. And then the character that's introduced is the same name as the woman who told me that. And it was just so cool. Like just this like, oh, she just said that she's trying to find magic. And then I ran over to her and was like, look at this paragraph. This is just random. Like, and it says your name and magic in it. And just cool little things that make you feel kind of awake, you know? Yeah. It seems like when you're open to 
seeing connections, you, that, see, yes. you do see them. You can manifest it. And sort it's of a good like, reminder to be Sort of like the them. banana that recently happened. That's a woo-woo story. It is a woo-woo story. I classify okay, this yeah. as woo-woo. I, you know, Rachel was telling me that you should start small if you want to manifest <laughs> something like a cup of coffee. And I had banana in my mind and it didn't manifest. But maybe a month later, I was, I went to see Maya uh, in Princess my uh, with Gretchen princess yeah. Show. Yeah. and they threw a banana off stage and it landed right in my hands so Woo-woo. the world is now in sync with you that's right I'm in sync okay. there you go um, by the way I feel like I should tell people who we're talking to <laughs> Liz Liz Kikowski P.S. in case you don't know Liz Kikowski is a writer and actor and comedy Woman extraordinaire. And we first met, I often just say, like, how I first met the woo-woo guests. First of all, your brother, Craig Gikowski, you guys were both in Chicago back in the day. And I knew Craig, because he's more, you're, you're much younger than Craig. So Craig was more in my generation as an improviser. And then I met you later on, and you came on to write for SNL. Sort of, I was, I don't, I don't know, I, was, I wasn't leaving. It was like more the tail end of my time there. Yeah, 2004. Okay, 2004. And we wrote some things together. And you, or you wrote some funny things that I got to do. One thing that you wrote was where I was the train. Um, uh, you know that? You know we that wrote Amtrak that together? Voice? Yes, because you okay, did. We wrote that together? Yes, okay. we did, because you were doing always that bit. Julie, who oh, was right, the Amtrak. Julie, the Amtrak voice, who's like, hi, I'm Julie. <laughs> I can find that train for you. Like that, whatever. Yeah, it's so kind of like before <laughs> Alexa and Siri, right? You know, it's before yeah, them, it but that, it was it the was first kind of automated AI voice. I'm going to try to talk like a human by putting pauses in like this, like that kind of thing. <laughs> so when you're on SNL, you're freaking desperate to turn any little bit you're doing into a scene <laughs> anything to get on the show so if you're doing a little train voice you're like huh this could be a scene you know so anyway <laughs> so liz and i wrote that scene it was with i think antonio banderas i think i don't um, remember but john no? hater header what's his last john hate hater oh yeah, oh from um it was him? Well, I think we did why'd it twice. Why'd I turn him? Why'd I turn him into, into Antonio Banderas? <laughs> Maybe we did it twice. But the one that... Maybe we did it twice. I think we oh, did. We did do it twice. I think we did it yes. twice. <laughs> anyway, so, so... But then Liz went on to... I mean, you've done a ton of things, but one but thing, the, and notably... Then together, yeah, Wine Country. Co, co-wrote Wine, wine Country. country oh. Then with Emily she Spivey. Wrote wine Country with Emily Spivey. Um, and, and was in Wine Country, and so was her brother Craig. Yeah. So... Liz plays the woman at the organic wine farm. Uh, And then Craig plays the guy who, one of my favorite parts. I love that scene. uh, Amy and I are doing a wine tasting and we improvise the scene, and Craig is the like snooty wine. Well, yeah, and the game I, was not, every everything you thought you guessed, he'd go, no, no, no. right. <laughs> so everything Amy said, he's like, she's like, I think I taste peaches. He's yes. like, that's right. And then I'd be like, oh, I taste lemons. And he's like, no mm, lemon. No. <laughs> so, so that was fun. But I anyway, know, I okay. So, so Liz and I often, well, we we discovered that we both have a, a penchant for woo woo stories. And Liz, I feel like you're psychic. I don't quite. I, I know you've had a few dreams that yeah. maybe we won't go into. <laughs> Liz and I both had some, some dire dreams that came true. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about that yet. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll go there later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. But uh, <laughs> okay. So Liz, I do feel like you're psychic. You've told me some crazy shit over the years. Yeah. If I may use the technical term. I remember a few things. One is like your grandfather saw like grandma and your the family. W- grandma on the white yes. horse. 
Grandma okay, on the White should Horse. I start there? Let me just wait. Okay. Let me just like get the categories yeah. going. There's Grandma on the White Horse. There's your haunted house that you grew yeah. up in. There's the really crazy haunted house that you grew up in. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then is there something else that I'm forget? You also saw. You also had weird vibes at the haunted hotel that yeah. I stayed in, yeah. which Def- I mentioned because I tell that story well, just as an appetizer. Yeah. What happened to you at that hotel? You just had creepy feelings just, or what was Just it? really creepy feelings. And then like when I tell you what happened to me growing up, like there's just been sections in my life where like I really feel the creepiness, right? And then <gasps> luckily I go, you know, many years without feeling the creepiness. And Ooh. so when it comes back, it's really like really shakes me up. And so at that hotel, I was staying at for three weeks, um, writing for the MTV movie awards and kind of every night I was like, God damn it. This is happening. You know, like not the <gasps> same thing, but the same awful kind of chills when and feelings in your body. and just, yeah. Like kind of afraid to look in mirrors when it's happening. <gasps> um, wake so you up had in that the, feeling. Yeah. There. And like yeah. wake up in the night and, and just something's in the room and I'm like, Oh no, not again. Like that's how it feels. Ooh. Like dread, dread, okay. dread. So- yes, dread. Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, the holidays are upon us, and you know what that means gathering with family for a picture perfect celebration around a bowl full of eggnog. Hey, you know what? For some people, that sounds like a dream, and for others, a living nightmare. <laughs> family relationships can be fraught. And don't always make you feel like fa-la-la. So, there's these old family patterns, there's indulging too much, there's seasonal affective disorder. Okay, I'm scaring myself. Well, you know what? Adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of these feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress. Something to look forward to and make you feel grounded. I'm a big fan of therapy, both for exploring old patterns and for getting tools to deal with what might seem like a little thing. Well, if it's so little, why am I thinking about it so much? <clears throat> See, therapy is great for those day-to-day problems and the big stuff, too. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com woo to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com woo. Tell me the story of the white horse yep. and then we'll go to your childhood situation. Yes. Okay. So white horse is that my grandmother on the Kikowski side, my Polish grandmother would have um, dreams about a white horse. And whenever she did, then after she would have the dream, she'd find out that somebody she knew had died. Okay. So then... She died first. Uh, we're already, we're having to take a pause. Let's take a we're pause holding, on that We're one. holding hands. Irene and I are holding, clasping hands. Yeah. And we've reeled back in our chairs. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh. No, I can't. Uh, okay. I hope I don't dream of a white horse now. I feel like, okay, go on. Okay. Okay. So she died first and my grandfather lived to be 98 and Um, my dad and I went to visit him when he was, you know, he wasn't doing so well, um, but he was still living at home and everything. And my uncle lived with him and we ended up being in the house the night he died. And my dad actually had a really beautiful, like goodbye with him. Like my dad was holding his hand while his dad died and said like, you can go dad. It's okay. 
Mm. And it's like, talk about the most beautiful way to die. Like you're in your own bed in your home. But anyway, when we arrived, this was in um, Renton, Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh. When we arrived, my uncle was like, yeah, dad's really not doing well. He's starting to hallucinate and see things. And uh, today he was talking about how a horse was in the kitchen and <gasps> and I needed to get the horse out of there. And chills. my uncle chills, is chills. like, <laughs> as men are, the, the, the sons in this family did not remember that mom had this dream about the white <gasps> horse. Okay, so he's just being, he's not putting it together. He's just saying- Men, get your woo-woo together. Get your woo-woo oh, together. Men, you can be woo-woo too. And my aunt- is listening to the story. Right. And, and he said, um, yeah, he, you know, and I told him, dad, there's not a horse here. And my, uh, grandpa said, don't tell me that I see it right there. That white horse is looking at me, <gasps> get it out of here. And Ooh. then he died like either that night or the next day or whatever. And my aunt was like really moved by it though. Like she got tears in her eyes and she's like, I think that's mom saying it's time. Mm -hmm. So she didn't have like a creepy, you know, it was sort of like, yeah, I think that's mom's symbol. It was comforting in a way. Yeah. I think that's yeah. mom's symbol. Of it's time and, for you and, to go. And she's saying it's, it's Ooh. time to go. And here I am that's coming amazing. to get you. It'll be okay. That's beautiful. That's a cool story. Yeah. That's just beautiful. I, he, that he was able to see that my dad before he died was, saw things too. Mm. He was, uh, he said he saw babies and a river. Mm. Yeah. Before he died. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's uh, a horse is beautiful. Yeah. Better than babies in a river. <laughs> babies in a river sounds a horse, really disturbing. A horse is more like out of a book. sound a little scary. Um, babies in a river. Yeah. Okay. And that uncle, okay. my uncle died um, on Halloween last year and he also oh. lived to be really old and he was seeing things before he died, but he didn't see, I was kind of hoping I'd be the horse oh. again, but he was seeing like, crows in a tree oh crows yeah crows that's um, not like that sense. image at all i know i like this oh white God, horse a lot like more <laughs> but they both it's kind of interesting because they both sound very like archetypal yes Jungian yeah. symbols of nature and that could be from you know yeah, I mean oldie uh, times yeah but a horse is so lovely a white horse wow. white crows horse in a lovely. tree yeah wow. so now this story yeah, that we okay. are about to so tell. We'll go haunted this house. is the this is the headline story. Those were the opening acts. Yeah. What? The, yes, that was yeah, just the opening just act what, with Liz. And I'll, and I'll give a little bit more sprinkle of just like other things in my like. I just tend to have, you know, really vivid dreams, and then some of those dreams <gasps> kind of come true. Yes. So that's like, as a kid, I had a dream that other grandma, my Southern side of the family, I had a dream that she fell down her hill. And this is like when I'm in elementary school and it was really vivid. And then she did like a few days later, she fell down her hill and had to go to the hospital. Oh, and I just wow. remember being like, well, why did I dream about that? And, or just like the, you um, got the gift, you got the I gift, know, but it's gone. It hasn't happened in a long time. I know, it's random. Well, yeah. Irene over here, she had a dream that the Pope got shot. Yeah. I really did, did when I was a child That's and he did. Yes, that so, is true. Yeah. I dreams know. is you yes. know I, I i've had dreams come true as well look at us we all have a gift i know we've all we were all so gifted mm. but yep. i feel like we're Liz, i feel like you have extra a lot of psychic well, things happen. i've i've when i was thinking back i was like all my sort of little psychic moments were back when there were landlines i had a lot of landline <gasps> connection and i feel like since cell phones i haven't had any Ooh, of that but i used to kind of like know who was calling you know before oh, i answered oh yeah 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 and i had like 
again, this was when I was pretty young or like maybe I was 14 or something, but the phone rang. And before my mom even answered it, I was like, oh, my uncle Mike died. And then it was the call that said he had had a stroke and died. Oh my gosh. And like, and then another time, this was more of a a really cool connection of just, but again, with the landline phone, Mm -hmm. it was, I was in high school sleeping like just had fallen asleep. So not too late in the night, but like, you know, let's say like 1130 and kind of just woke up and I had a phone next to my bed and it was one of the, like it had um picture each, each, um, you know how you could like just hit like number two and it would dial whatever friend yeah. you put in there. And I had, you're fancy. <laughs> yeah. And I had like a little wallet sized picture of my friends on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's anyway, so cute. I just woke up and called my best friend, Devin and her mom answered and was like, why, you know, why are you calling? And then she's like, oh, wait, what's going on? Hold on, Devin? And Devin had been like having a real like kind of existential terrible moment in that moment was in her bathroom sobbing and it asked for a sign like if anybody cares about me, show, oh show me. And then the phone wow. rang and it was me. And for me, it was just like, wake up, call Devin, don't know why. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's all really beautiful. Like these are such nice, it like is. That, that's amazing. That is, it's so cool. You almost have this like animal connection. This connection, you know, like, yes. How, how animals can sense things. But yes, <laughs> beware of that's, dogs. That's another episode. <laughs> Irene doesn't want to get a dog because she's afraid it will see ghosts, and that sent me into a paroxysm of laughter. But no, um, but it's almost like you have this. I don't like very connected soul. Yeah. I mean, I hope so, but it does feel like in, since becoming a mom, I thought it would get stronger. It has not like, these are all more like, maybe there was something about puberty or hormones. Maybe when I fully go through menopause, then I'll like have the gift again. (laughs) It's reminding me of like the the teenage witches from, you know, the crucible or something like you, you see things when you're. Yes. Or or my other hypothesis is like cell phones somehow interfere with the signal Ooh, mm-hmm. or five five G conspiracies? Yes. Yeah, or yeah. I've been on Lexapro for like ten years, which has really helped oh. me. But I also wonder if like right. there's something Could about you. Oh, that's interesting. The like SSRI that's you know helping right. my brain not be depressed, but maybe shuts off from the gift right. from being open. Yeah. Yes, and it's interesting because we were just talking to Tina. And she was having these psychic, not psychic abilities. She was seeing certain things and it was during the time she was pregnancy. Mm. And I asked her, do you think that that had something to do with it? Just, um, yes. you know, I mean, it um, would make sense on to, to your me that hormonal like, the theory. feminine, yeah. And the feminine hormones and everything that happens in puberty and then pregnancy. And then, yeah. So, so maybe that's something to really Mother look forward Earth. to with menopause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't count on it, sweetie. Oh, just give me that hope. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm Debbie Downer. <laughs> sorry, ladies. Okay, so then main woo-woo story. Main woo-woo story. Now, let me just preface by saying that you were kind enough to come on and tell this story because you have told this story on another podcast and I just need to give the shout out to the other podcast because it's a friend of ours. Um, our friend Scott Philbrook has a podcast called Astonishing Legends and it's, I mean, he goes more on a deep dive. He does things like, he goes to haunted houses with like a 
ghost Yeah, ghost I'd say detector. he's more like a ghost, ghost detector. Hunter. He's more research. More yeah. research. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ghost hunter. Or like yeah. Bigfoot and Amelia Earhart. And yes. St- stuff like that. Um, but there is a crossover because he does do some ghosty things. But anyway, Liz told this story on Astonishing Legends and now was kind enough to come and grace us with the story as well. So, okay, Liz, dun, dun, dun. Begin the story, the main event. <laughs> Here is the main event. All right. Okay. I grew up in a town called Woodbridge, Virginia, and uh, lived in the same house my whole life until like I went to college. So, and my parents bought this house, or the first owners of this house. So it was this sort of subdivision, suburbs of DC. Um, and they were the first, you know, family to move in. So we can't kind of go back to like who lived there before. It's all, it was always my parents and always our family. And there was something about, there was, it was three floors. The basement of my house just had that really yucky feeling, but it also was the place where we did hang out a lot as kids. Like it, it had some, during the day, some fun vibes. <laughs> like it was very seventies, had like the seventies bar and like, I was you know, just picturing a bar. Yes. Yeah. It had the bar. It had the ping Atari. pong. Yes. Had that, had the ping uh-huh. pong table, <laughs> had like wood paneling over yellow yep. walls and Argyle carpet, <laughs> like picture the most seventies oh, thing. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. like right it was actually had like fun vibes down there and it was definitely the hangout. But then if you were down there alone. <laughs> but by night. But by, yeah. <laughs> but by, by night. Oh no. Night fell. The bar became not so pleasant. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And every time I would walk up the stairs, I just oh, had this in like the, the feeling up, you know, your spine, like that yes. um, creepy crawly feeling like from hair, your tailbone hair all the way up. And it would be as if something Ooh. was like watching me or behind me and kind of whooshing me up the stairs. And so <gasps> I just got chills. Yeah. It, it's not a good feeling. And I would run up the stairs every time I never walked up the stairs, ran up Ooh. the stairs. Like it just was like run up and don't the feeling of do not turn around, do not turn around and look, just run up the stairs. Just this feeling that like something is down here. And then that would be confirmed by some friends who also like, have these feelings, you know? So like one of my best friend, um, Susan would be like, your basement's creepy. And I'm like, yes. You know, like when someone else names it, you're kind of like, (laughs) ah, and (laughs) you just sort of knew it. I never saw anything, never heard anything, but just like really had this feeling like, Oh, just do not like this basement. And the basement had sliding glass doors that went out to the woods, like very pretty woods, but woods that goes down to Mm -hmm. a Creek. And, Um, Grew up in a town called Occoquan. Like there's just a lot of like history in Virginia too, right? So between like Civil War sites and Native Americans and like, it's just a lot happening there in the past. Okay, so basement's creepy. And then there's another part of my house that felt creepy. The middle floor, pretty good. And then upstairs was three bedrooms, my brother's room, my room, my sister's room, and one bathroom that we shared. And around my sophomore year of high school. And by this point I live, um, I'm the only kid at home because my brother's eight years older than me, my sister's seven years older. So they've gone off to college and or beyond and I'm the only one that lives up there. And I started to have this feeling, this real like fear and dread of when I'd walk down the hallway to my room at night. And there was something about my brother's room at the end of the hall that felt very scary to me. like. I don't want to go in there. That's really creepy. That same feeling that I'd have in the basement, that ugh feeling was 
there was an energy in his room and just walking to my room, this kind of like visual path of, of going that way really scared me. And so even like when I'd wash my face and brush my teeth in the bathroom, I would start to have the creepy feeling. I didn't want to look in the mirror in the bathroom. I felt like I couldn't look in the mirror and I would quickly wash my face, quickly brush my teeth and kind of get out of there, walk to my room, but not like the, the feeling of it, get in my room, shut the door, then feel okay. But then what started to happen is in the middle of the night, just this one year, I would wake up from this really scary dream. And the- here it comes, Irene. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the dream was there would be this like presence, this kind of light and, dark, and, and, and like yucky presence that would kind of hover down the hallway in that same path that I was scared of. So it was sort of like it would go down the hall, go into my brother's room. Oh, God. Spin around. No. Come back. And I, my bed was like right by the wall to the, um, to the hallway. So here's the wall, here's my head and here's the hallway. So the presence was kind of here. And then there'd be this moment where it'd go like and seep, (laughs) seep in through the wall, (laughs) then hover over me. And then I would wake up and I had sleep paralysis, which I'd never had before. So I'd wake up terrified and I felt like something was hovering above my body and I couldn't move. And I was so scared. I couldn't make a noise. I couldn't move my body. And I would just kind of be terrified. I'd be like, something's on top of me. And then eventually I remember like I was able to move one hand over to the other hand and kind of go like this and start to move my arm until both of my arms could shake. And then I'd run out of the room or just kind of shake it off. And sometimes I ran down to my parents' room, not every night because I was like 15. I'm sure I just did it a few times when I was really scared. And the other times, this is what's weird in the memory. I don't know how I fell back asleep. Like I don't, I don't recall like that. And during the day, I wouldn't remember it. Like, I it wasn't like I'd go to school going, oh, I had this <gasps> terrible dream. It would just be like, wake up, go to school, everything's fine. And it wasn't, I wouldn't remember it until it was what? happening again. Like I'd have the dread going down the hallway again, and then it would happen again. And I'm like, oh, this again, this is awful, you know? And then one day it just stops. I But I never tell anybody. I never tell my parents, like... It's this, it's hard to like describe of why, like why I wasn't remembering or anything. And I have a question. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt your flow though. When this happened, like, did you turn on the light? Like that would be my first thing. Like once you got your arms back, you turn on the light. (laughs) My light switch was kind of, you had to get out of my bed to turn on the light switch. So I didn't have a light switch right next to my bed. Like there wasn't like a click. I could turn that on. So I think by that point, if I had gotten out of bed and gone over there, um, I'm already up. And then that's probably when I went, ran down to my parents' room or something or like, and and one other question, like when you would run to your parents' room, what would you, you never told them? what, What did you say when you ran in there? I had a bad dream. And I think they, you know, this was like around 2 a.m. I'm sure they were just so freaking tired. And like, I can't believe our 15-year-old is coming into our room (laughs) now having kids. They're probably like, what the hell? Like, no. Did I have a question too? Did did this happen at the same time every night? Because they say the veil is thinnest from two to like four. Ooh, I don't know. I don't remember ever looking at the clock 
and clocking okay. what time it was at all. But I, my okay. guess is that because I, it felt like truly, truly middle of the night, not like right after I went to bed. And I know there was enough time to then get, feel like I got enough sleep to get up and go to high school. You know, and was this was this every night? Like, how often? I don't did know. This happen? That's what I can't remember. Like, I think it okay. might have been every night, but it oh also God. was it once a month. And now in my memory, it was so, like, okay, I don't know. Okay, so then you'd go. You didn't remember, it, and then you'd go to school. Da da da. Yeah, it's so weird to me that you're carrying this somewhere in you. Is right. this like anxiety and terror somewhere in you? But then it's forgotten. And yeah, but then you'll back. still feel the residual. Rachel's yeah. right. Like you'll you'll have. Did you have anxiety at that time during the day because you don't remember, but something's uneasy within you, right? And it would definitely clock again, like only once getting ready for bed. Like when, let's say I'm doing homework downstairs, I'm watching TV with my parents, like everything's all fine. I'm not dreading anything. Then it was once going upstairs, getting ready for bed, being in that bathroom. Ooh, I'm scared (gasps) of the mirror. Ooh, I don't like this feeling. Oh, I don't like this hallway. I don't like Craig's room. Ooh. So continue. So, yes. So then you, so then it stops. Then it stops. At some certain point. Yeah. And how long would you say it went from... Like beginning of this to end of this in my memory, but it is, it's so weird to like, what happened there? You know, cause I really don't understand any of this, but I would say it happened like for a year of my life. Like, and I think I was 15, like in my memory, it's like sophomore year. Like, so part of me is like, what did it have to do with like what age I was? But anyway, it, it stops completely. And nothing happens anymore. Like I remember like junior, senior year, fine. Not, not where actually by senior year, I'm sleeping in a different room anyway. Um, My sister's room, which always felt really nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was moved over to that room too. But I remember like I continued at some point I've slept fine in my own room again with nothing happening. Okay. Okay. Then I kind of just go on in life to like, go to college. And there was one dorm room that creeped me out that I had the creepy feeling again, but just one of the four years in college. So one dorm room where I lived alone, where I sometimes had creepy dreams and had the feeling of yuckiness here and there. And it was like, oh, there's something here. And then it would remind me again of like Mm -hmm. this feeling in my house in Woodbridge of like, oh, that's the same bad feeling of my basement. That's the same bad feeling of that hallway. Here it is again. And I would kind of wonder, is this the same kind of energy and it's here now? Or is this just how I feel when there's a new energy? Like, or again, in the hotel, is this the same Mm -hmm. one coming back or is this a new one? And this is just how my body processes like a, another energy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only time of the four years in college, this one, the, um, one dorm room that was like yucky. Right. Okay. Then, um, and Rachel, I don't know if you ever did this one with second city. There was one house in new England that like one of the small liberal arts colleges that second city always does. And they kind of said, this house is haunted. And like, there was a night where I felt really scared there. And in the morning we all had kind of had a yucky feeling. Wait, where was that? Um, I'll look up what college it was. Cause it, but one at like a really small college somewhere, maybe one of the Vermont shows and I'll ask Bridget Klaus because she remembers every show and she'll be like, Oh, that house that they put us up in. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I feel like every tour co that went there will be like, that house is haunted. Okay. (laughs) Do a whole show on that one. 
Um, Wait, sidebar, and I don't know when you want to throw this in, but wasn't there something about like you actually heard like a voice like saying like yes? Okay, so one other yes, <laughs> like yes. Well, but do you want to say yeah, that I'll do now? It now. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So two other things that happened that were a bit more concrete within the Woodbridge House besides just like ew feelings, you know. One was I was home alone, which I was a lot. You know, these were like. The, what's it called? The latchkey kid or whatever. Yeah, you know, latchkey kids. You know, yeah. and I'm home. This is during the day, not at night. Like maybe evening. I'm doing my homework on the couch. This is actually this is a middle floor um, scary moment, mm. but it's because I can see the basement door off to the side, and I'm just doing my homework on the oh, couch, God. like I was doing TVs on, like probably MTVs on, whatever. And the door just slams shut. And there's no windows open. There's no vent by it. There's no reason. And it's not just a creak. It's like a wham. And the basement Ooh. door just slammed shut. And I was so scared and just froze. And I took it as whatever it is saying, like, yeah, I'm here. Like, and you're right. Like, I'm here. And it's scary. Ooh. And that's how it felt to me. And I just think I even said out loud, like, okay, okay. Oh, and I then went like, it took me a while to even move. I get really scared and just freeze sort of. And I went over, I was like, am I not remember? Like, is there a vent over there or could like a door be open? And I explored that a little bit, like at, like, let's say a half hour later and was like, damn it. There's no reason for this. (laughs) There was no reason for that. And then another one was, this is back to friend Susan, who was always like, and she has she has that gift too. Like she has some psychic stuff, and she's in touch with things. Ooh, okay. And she, you know, was freaked out by our basement. And there was a night where she was spending the night, and no one would ever sleep in our basement. No way. Just like you could just feel that, like, no, we're not staying down here. You could play ping pong and be like, and now let's run up the stairs. Um, yeah. And she had to go down <laughs> to get a blanket, and she went downstairs. And she came back up holding the blanket and had tears in her eyes. And I was like, what? What happened? She goes, it said something to me. Oh, come on. And I was like, what? 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 She was, and she, we had never talked about running up the stairs either. Oh. And she goes, I grabbed the blanket and I felt so creeped out. And I ran up the stairs and she said, and behind me, I heard, get the fuck out of here. Irene and I are grasping each other. Uh- I have chills. That would literally give me a heart attack. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I would die right then. Did she say like what kind of voice it was? She was said it, it like- was like just dark. Like I think if she had a name in it, it would be male. But. And clearly evil with get the fuck yeah. out of here. And I should say Didn't like. Say, we- kindly leave, <laughs> yes, young kindly Missy. Leave. Yeah. I am <laughs> from olden times. So I ask you to please vacate the premises. Yeah. Just like a no. dark. And I Dude, remember like I confirmed that with her like because I remember that. And then was like, Susan, am I remembering that right? She's like, oh, you are. I'll never forget that. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Uh, uh, that's just uh, uh, sage. Did your, did sage. Your, okay. Now, before we get to the little addendum, did your parents ever feel any of this, or they were just like, beep, 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 well, so again, I'm not talking about anything. Like, I'm not naming okay, it right. for them at You're all. Not sharing this. But yeah. later in life, you know, I mentioned it to them, and they were like, "You're crazy." Like, no. But my dad was like, "Absolutely not." My sister was like, "I never felt a thing." You're crazy. Whoa. 
My mom is a little cagey about it and like kind of doesn't... My guess is that she felt some stuff, but doesn't want to ever go there and talk about it. But dad and sister were like... No way. No way. No way. By the way, and they're both just their brains are they're they're both lawyers. They're like mm. whereas, you know, Craig and I are artsy and like yeah. <laughs> we're woo-woo, right? So right. like it's interesting that they're like not a thing. You're no. Uh, okay. Um, also, you're more open so that you'll receive, you know, yeah. if you're blocking yourself from receiving any woo-woo signs. Yeah. So okay. then what happened? So then Years later. Okay. So now I'm working at Second City. I'm listeners, probably. Listeners, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> prepare to have your minds blown. Okay. So, so now I'm like 25. Listeners, right? pull over if you're driving. Have a seat. If you're in the middle of something, I need you in a safe space for this part of the story. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so this is like okay. 10 years after it happened, right? Like in my mid 20s, working at Second City. And my brother lives in Chicago too, and he's done Second City. And we're all hanging out at the bar across from Second City, and people are just doing the, it's the night where you kind of like, somebody talks about a ghost story and a this and a this, and we're kind of sharing those kind of like spooky stories, right? And Craig is next to me, my brother, and he starts, he goes, well, I guess the only thing in my life that's happened was... I mean, I guess when I was around like 15, my sophomore year in high school, I had this like, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was a haunting, but every night that year, I had this kind of presence come into my room and kind of hover over me. And I would wake up and I had sleep paralysis and it was really scary. And I just immediately start crying, like had tears in my eyes. And I grabbed Craig and I said, the same thing happened to me when in our house when I was 15. Mic drop. I mean, honestly, mic drop. My jaw is just... I'm, I've, okay, I have sleep I, paralysis listening I, to this. I'm I paralyzed. Just, so you were both being attacked. That's what I call it. Attacked by this presence. At the same so now, age in our life, but eight years apart, because he's eight years older. Uh, so not at the same time, but the same right. time at the we same were age, the, the same fifteen-year-old age. Wow, that is so interesting. So it was your age, Liz? Yeah, something to have to do with fifteen for both. And so remember, you, yeah. in my version, it goes to Craig's room, turns <gasps> around, it turns around and comes back. But in his version, it never went to my room. It just went down the hall, went into his room. The and ghost's it, like, where's Craig? Where's Craig? Craig's not here. Craig's not here. Who are you? Who are and you? it was permeating look, the wall. You look, good. You look 15. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. You, you look oh. 15. <laughs> I just need someone who's 15. Oh, my. It went and turned around. And that's why I was so scared of Craig's oh room, God. right? Like, I was so, <gasps> like, I was oh so scared of God. Craig's room. And then when did, it... Did, yeah. Oh, my God. I have so many questions. Wait. Yeah. Did Craig also... And by the way, we're getting Craig on the line in a second. Amazing. But did Craig, I guess I can ask him this, but did Craig also like not remember the next day? Like what was his reaction during the day to this? Let's ask him. Let's ask him that. Let's ask him. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just to have all this confirmed though, Liz, is extraordinary. So now you are absolutely, because we try to talk ourselves out of it like something rational. 
Also, the lesson to be learned here is share your ghost stories with your family. That's right. Yes. If we have a takeaway, share it. I don't mean, don't be ashamed. I can see how, especially growing up, la la la, that you keep this in. Maybe now things are talked about. Maybe now, like I don't know. But I way, even wonder, I, like I don't know. Craig and Allison might be like they were not living at home anymore either, and right. like and like. And again, like, it was so weird. It wasn't like, I mean, I would have told, again, like my friend Susan and my other friend Devin, like, these are things I would have told them, but it wasn't really like forefront <gasps> during the day. Right. Oh, that's so weird. It was weird. so weird. It was it's like almost, almost like erased, the, you know? I, it's almost like, did the ghostly presence m- erase it? I, I don't know. That's, I'm getting really Yeah, because it wasn't like it. I well, woke up going, oh, I have this thing that happens. Oh, right. So I couldn't even really talk about it. And it was truly brought to the forefront when Craig said it for him. And I was like, oh my God, that happened to me. Wow. That's... But why? That's... <laughs> why? Something to and do with the age 15. Thing now? I'm convinced. Yeah, where's the got, thing now? Should, should we get Craig on yeah. now? Let's bring on Craig Kakowski. Hello. <gasps> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. 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 Hi, Craig. How are you? It's great to see you, Rachel. You too. Good to see you. This is my friend Irene. Hi, Craig. Hi, Irene. Um, thank and you Hayley's. so much. Hi, Craig. And Hay- <laughs> What's up? <laughs> thank you so much for telling your part of the story. We gave the shout out to Astonishing Legends, knowing that you guys have already told this story once, and you're kind enough to tell it here too. Listen, we're on tour. A, we're on tour with this story. <laughs> we can tell this story on any podcast you've, in any true. context. You've earned it. Okay, so Craig, um, welcome to Woo Woo. And if you don't mind, could you tell your version of the events of this ghostly haunted figure from when you were 15? Okay. I'm 15 years old. And every night, every night around 3 a.m., there's some sort of malevolent presence moving toward my bedroom. So I'm lying in bed. I know it's not a dream. My eyes are open. I can see things in my room. I'm lying on my back looking straight up and the, the upstairs of our childhood home, if you go to the left, it's our sister Allison's room. To the right, there's Liz's bedroom. And then down the hallway is mine. So I feel this presence moving down the hallway slowly toward my room. And I can't scream. I can't move. I want to scream, but I can't. I'm trembling. I'm sweating. Whatever this is, I can't see it, but I know it's there and it's moving closer and closer to me. And I feel that it's evil and wants to hurt me. And eventually it gets to the point where it's right kind of at the right at my doorway, whether my door is closed or open because I slept both ways, this would happen. And then I would feel that whatever the thing is, that it's in the room with me, and then I would fully wake up. I would be terrified. There'd be nothing in the room with me. I'd fall back asleep in a few minutes. I'd wake up in the morning and not think about it. (laughs) Uh, Had forgotten completely about it 
until it would happen again the next night. And as it would happen every night, I would think, oh, yeah, this is that thing that happens oh, to me. Uh, this, yes, this happens every and I'd be terrified all over again, but I never told <gasps> a friend or what? a family member about it. It was just something I dealt with for about a year. It happened over and over and then it just stopped happening. Wow. I'm, sp- I'm uh, speechless. I'm speechless too. Every night at 3 a.m., it was like a waking nightmare for you. You were being stalked, both you and your sister at the same age. That's what's crazy about it is that there's a seven year gap between us. And so it was years later that we were kind of like at a bar just telling spooky stories with friends and then realized that we had the exact same experience at the same age, seven years apart. It's even, and I don't talk about it very often, even to talk about it now, like is giving me chills and, <gasps> and shakes, you know, of like all those feelings of, uh, of being a 15 year old in bed kind of recur, just having to relive it. When you started talking, I sort of saw yeah, like you get, and then I was like, oh, we're like re-traumatizing you by having yeah, you get yeah. PTSD. I it's know, yes, what you're I welcome. mean is I didn't think of like, what what does it feel like now to talk about? And I saw your you kind of like your eyes water a little. Like it's, <laughs> like the scary. It's also, fear. another thing, Craig, the fact that your eyes were open. It's like again, it's like you're in that hypnogogic stage, whereas that lucid, you're lucid but still like kind of asleep. Where like you're really open, so you were hyper aware that it was there. You could see it, and then when you wake up, you're no longer in that in that realm, so to speak. Hmm. Hypnogogic? Yeah. That's a word she tosses around. I toss it around a lot. I still haven't looked it up. That's right. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm just going to trust that it's real. And yeah, I love it. I'm going to slip it into casual conversation. Okay. Yeah. Just slip it in there. You know, it makes you sound like you're really, you know, on top of your woo woo stories. But I think it's kind of amazing that it was sort of built in to this presence's thing that you're not going to be able to deal with it. In your waking hours, like you can't yeah. process it. I, I honestly felt like a very typical teenager in high school during the day and very happy and played sports and did, a, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't weighing on me. And then, and then like Craig, for me, it was, I wouldn't even access like being scared until getting ready for bed for me. Like, the, mm. but it wasn't like I was remembering this might happen at night, but in the bathroom, when I would brush my teeth and wash my face, I started to be scared of the mirror and I would start to feel this kind of creepiness and just a yucky feeling as I walked. And I really, your room and the path to your room felt really scary. And then once I got in my room, I'd feel fine. And then like you're saying, then it would happen again in the night. And then I would sort of be like, oh, this thing that happens. Oh, I hate this. Similar for me where I wouldn't be conscious of it during the day. But yeah, you'd have like some sort of kind of vague dread uh, getting ready for bed. And I think we've also talked about our basement, uh, the feeling of being the last person uh, in in the family in the basement at night and feeling like Mm. as you go up the stairs that like something is behind you Ooh. in some way. I felt that many, many times. 
And our house was like built in the early 70s of like our basement was super cheesy with like Saturday Night Fever, like rainbow <laughs> carpet, you know, yeah. like it looked like a disco floor. Of like yeah. It was not an inherently creepy right. house. We were the first family to ever live there. Yeah. Until we saw Poltergeist, right? And our house does kind of look like the Poltergeist house <laughs> a little bit, like in that just yeah. suburban. I mean, because it's like, right. they, they purposely it's picked like a house creepy. that was like, look, typical America, like suburb house, like. <laughs> Well, Liz, the creepy hotel doesn't look creepy at all. The one where we saw our things looks very like 80s. And yeah. It doesn't look like you're right. that place is going to be haunted. No, yeah. Um, so then, Craig, when you tell you tell the story, then Liz says, I had the same experience. Like, what was your feeling then? Did you did you guys feel sort of this vindication, vindication or this kind of like yeah. relief almost to have it corroborated or? Both. Uh, vindication and completely freaked out. <laughs> right. I think right. we talked like maybe for a couple hours just trying to like line up the details and then all Ooh. these other memories were were rushing back and then just knowing. I mean, the the detail that really freaks me out is that for Liz, the presence would move past her bedroom into mine, which was the exact same path that I thought it was traveling. You know, if this was something occurring completely independently, it would be moving into her bedroom right, right. uh right. but yeah i think there was like maybe a, a vindication as as well mm. knowing that i Whoa. i wasn't crazy right. yeah same it's exactly that it's like oh my god oh my god that did happen like whoa that happened and completely freaked out why and to craig's point too yeah the detail of it going to your room because like i've tried to think just like a more you know if there wasn't a ghost why would we both have this thing, you know? And I've thought like, oh, is it, be, you know, our brains are wired a similar way. Like that took us both to improv mm. comedy. And so like oh, around this age of going like through puberty, could we have like created the same nightmare in our head? But the fact that like our nightmare is very similar, but then has that difference of like that it goes to your room without and oh. then spins around and then finds <gasps> me. Yeah. And also the fact that you're both the age, 50, you're both 15 years old. Yeah. At different points, you know, you're, yeah. there's an age difference. So that, that's. That's really wild. Undeniably creepy. Very, very wild and creepy. Yeah. So do you, I take it, you're, do your parents still live in that house? They left only a couple of years ago. They were there oh, really? until 2021. Ooh, we and should whoa, ask the woman who moved to in. The 15. <laughs> I know. I hope She's she doesn't 15. have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, whoa, to the teenager. What's the matter I mean, does this person have kids that are No, teens? so the person who bought the house oh. is a single woman, I think like in her 30s, maybe. So, I, and I don't know, we haven't met oh her, God. but I think she no oh longer lives there already. Um, oh. I wonder if we can get in Did touch with her, her and be like, yeah. you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds really terrifying. Like, the thing that terrifying. strikes me, like the psychology student in me, is like to carry that around, not be quite conscious of it, mm -hmm. but you're a teen and you are experiencing sheer terror mm -hmm. on a, a nightly basis. And then you have no yeah. way of processing it because then you're not, it's like built into this mm -hmm. thing that you're not being able to process it. And that, that's just like... Yeah. Yeah. It, that's very scary. And also the fact that you're like it. So sleeping is so important. Like you want to feel safe when you're going to bed. That's the one time that you just want to feel safe. And that's when the terror strikes. Yeah. Every night when you're 
in your bed. Not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Now, the most mundane explanation for it is sleep paralysis, Mm -hmm. which is totally a thing. And after learning about it more, and I even watched the documentary, The Nightmare, which is all about people who have sleep paralysis, and it has visualizations of different people's sleep paralysis nightmares, which are the most horrific thing you can imagine. Okay. Okay. Um, And when I heard the details of that, I was like, yeah, that pretty much sounds like what was happening to me. However, I don't rule out sleep paralysis while being a uh, a physiological thing that can happen to humans. Also, maybe allowing you to tap into some other plane of existence or oh, or exactly. access some part of your brain uh, mm-hmm. that we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it necessarily rules out the supernatural, even if there is a, a more mundane scientific right. explanation mm-hmm. for it and then just the the way that like i've never had i even when i was 15 if i slept at a friend's house or if we were visiting our grandparents it didn't happen to me it only happened Ooh, in that that's house a good point. Mm-hmm. it that has also point. never yes. right it's never happened to me since mm-hmm. so right. you know typically with people with sleep paralysis like it's something that recurs throughout their life oh right but that's interesting because i always like to go to the p- potential rational explanation but no, I'm sorry. You were you but, were both haunted. You were haunted. Analysis. <laughs> haunting. A haunting. It's definitive. <laughs> yep. I, That's yeah. it. I'm an expert on this. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, wait, no, I had one more question. Did you, probably more than one, but did you guys ever research, like, what happened on this place? I know there was no house there before. Because, see, my, if I want to go, like, imagination crazy, I would think there's some, like, angry teen who's like angry mm-hmm. teen ghost yeah he's like i don't know Th- that's what i was thinking too that's right i don't know what i'm going really like wackadoo here but um but i guess there's there's no explanation of anything before because it was just no house there i don't know but the surrounding that's, areas that's the might have been haunted. My like, ghost hunting. Don't think that angry teen ghost has not occurred to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's We've, your screenplay now. Angry teen, teen ghost. ghost. <laughs> I mean, I've that's a four quadrant uh, screenplay right away. <laughs> like that's going to sell. Um, Virginia is one of the more haunted states. Yeah. Certainly. Just like uh, a, a horrific past, certainly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yes. know. And also, we where we grew up is also the confluence of three rivers. And I've heard okay. that where where three rivers intersect is typically a place of of spirituality or you, you know otherworldliness in some way. Ooh, Ooh. I've never heard I that. I never heard I'm that before. Put that in the hopper. The I'm just throwing it out there. Three Pitts, rivers. Pittsburgh is the most haunted town by that definition. Are seriously? Oh, right. We we've been talking about how we hear everyone saying. This is the most haunted place. Yeah, yeah. And everyone wants to lay <laughs> right. claim to Everybody that. Everybody wants to but claim. But I can see it. Claim Virginia, it. we've heard Hell's Kitchen. Hell's we've heard Kitchen. Wilmington, North Carolina, LA, da, 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 da. <laughs> but maybe Cape everyone, wherever anybody everyone lives. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cape May, we just heard Cape May. Cape May. Um, but that's interesting. Three rivers. Where three rivers meet, the angry teens <laughs> haunt. Yes. Wow. Well, this story... I mean, there's been a few stories that I heard long ago, and this mm-hmm. is one of them. And then it just like sticks with you as like, yeah, I believe in this. I mean, <laughs> no, this story this so is, far, it's, it's is the so, scariest one because I mean, it's it's weird enough to just hear yeah. Liz's version, right? And then when but, you hear 
that yeah and Craig i gotta say like when craig tells his i feel really spooked too like Ooh. when he tells his when i hear him say it it's still the combo of like yes he's described like <gasps> relief that he's putting into words like how it felt like oh my god yes 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 and then again like but whoa what was that and you know what else? Now, not to get like, this isn't even woo. This is like actual. But I, I feel for you, too, because that was in your body. Like you were feeling this in your body and that, you know, the body yeah, keeps it's terrifying. Scores, say. Absolutely. So like you had this, I don't know, this trauma, know, almost trauma. Dread I was going to use the word trauma, but I don't want right. I'm, I'm not a licensed therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Mild around. trauma. Let's say You're mild both trauma. Extremely yeah, traumatized. No, no. I, but I, I feel like it didn't occur to me that having you tell this story on here that I'm, you know, making you feel Relive things it. again. I'm just yeah. like, we're just here for well, fun. I feel like right now, I'm feeling really grateful though that it doesn't happen anymore. Like okay, I'm good. feeling really grateful for my nights of sleep. Like I love going okay. to bed now. I love my okay, bed. Good. I love sleeping. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness that was just one year. <laughs> yeah. And I still dread it every night. Uh, <laughs> no, I sleep fine. I sleep fine. Okay. Okay. But it must have been a relief to hear that each other had had the yeah, experience yeah. at some point. Like, I mean, that must be better than having just carrying it on your own, I guess. You know what's interesting? Like, I realized too, we yeah. both, you know, when. I was on my back when it happened. I slept on my back and now I only sleep on my stomach or side and I, w I don't feel safe sleeping on my back. Ooh, okay. Wow. Interesting. I also Liz. sleep on my side now. Do not sleep on my back in the supine position. <laughs> thank you for using the technical term. Oh my gosh. Craig, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Craig. It really, really wrapped the story up in this amazing way to have you here. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks, Craig. Liz, I can't seriously can't thank you enough. For oh my gosh, on. Liz, that because those, this story is just—it's stories. Just, I mean, it just really—it's wild. It's just wild. Even, and I do feel—I I feel bad that I made you relive it in a way. Not I even really like one to. story. No, I mean strange. I kind of—I don't. Strange. It's just so strange. But I guess I didn't. Ex I didn't expect. Like I've heard this story, I didn't expect to feel. You know emotions like sympathetic emotions over because I'm picturing you know I have a 13 year old now and like or whatever we've all been a teen like picturing a teen going through this like I, f I really feel for you <laughs> but yeah, I'm not you know what I hadn't told this story heavy. in a long time either and I think having you know Hazel's now 12 and same I was and she has some nightmares some nights too and I was like oh man like yeah there is something to it like thinking about my kid going through it right because I think especially now like the way parenting is sort of what we've learned about parenting, like you want to be really open with your kids and have, a, and so, you know, I don't know that I grew up like that, but right. you want your kids to tell you their emotions and everything going on. That's very like of the moment. I, I mean, which is a great thing, Yeah. but just like one thing you don't count on is that your kids can have a horrific supernatural a haunting <laughs> that they can't even and, talk about. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Liz. Ah. Uh, well, like I said, I didn't, I didn't really expect the sort of more human side of that because I was just thinking of like this is a great ghost story, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but thank you for Irene. For going thank you there. so much did for sharing it, hearing it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Irene it was extraordinary. Uh, did I tell you that 
Her brother had the same thing. I can't remember if I yeah, did. Yeah, okay, did. I did. Okay. You did tell me her brother. Okay, had. Yes, of course I, I got freaked I out, I you know? Mystery. And um, I feel like this ghost... Or this entity, entity. Right I, your brother, when he said malevolent, it oh, put malevolent. chills in the back of my spot. Just to hear the word malevolent, yeah, entity, and it's like very yeah. scary. I feel like, you know, when you're 15, you're kind of vulnerable, you're finding your footing. And this ghost was like a bully this on top of ghost. everything. Just, this damn not ghost. ghost. No, no, this, damn this damn ghost. ghost. That's right. Angry this damn ghost. ghost. Yeah, when was you kind yeah, of like I mean, tapping when you into said that dread earlier, that that word really nailed it for me too. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, mm. a lot of dread. Well, the other thing is, we've had a few ghost stories on here, and no one's no one's been an evil. I had my evil lady ghost, but not like this. No, not, not like, like this. this. So like most have been like fun and frivolous, right? Like and a, like, and a, then this one's like. Get the fuck out of the basement. Get the fuck out of the basement. Come on, Liz. I knew I over you at night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is this one should come with the warning. Yeah, warning. This one's your friend. She probably was the same age when she heard "Get the fuck out." Fifteen again. Now even just a visit. Yeah, I feel like this is the same entity, right? Are we in the same house? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's very frightful. On a lighter note, Irene does these uh, pendulum readings. So if you have like a yes or no question that you want an answer to. So Irene, she does this and like she picked an entire football season correctly with this. This is how it all started. She yeah. says Penji is right all the time. Always right. But just a yes or no question, you know, something maybe like a career thing or like a, I don't know. Yeah, nothing too serious. Nothing too and heavy. Don't blur- yeah. Um, like what have people asked in the past? People ask like, is the show going to get picked up or right. uh, what else have people asked? Um, am I going to win an just Oscar? Asked if she was going to win an Oscar. <laughs> Ooh. Bold move. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did it, it say? Yes. It said yes. Yeah. It actually, um, of course. It said yes. I mean, you got to bet, bet on that. You know what's happening. You know yeah, it's exactly. happening. I could answer that. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I got, I got, I got a question that is, that I, that is not too serious, but is this something I want to know about? Do I say it out loud? Only after the answer has been given. Okay. Oh, incidentally, clockwise. Yes. Counterclockwise. No. Okay. So I, okay. Let me know when you're ready. I send it over to you. Right. Like, yeah, you think on it. Okay. There you go. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, sweetie. Looks like a yes. Okay. Looks like a yes. Let me try again. Okay, then she does a safety. Okay, sending it to sending the question again. It's a yes again. (gasps) It's a yes. I mean, I'm very relieved. What did you ask? Okay, so I'm gonna show. Help! It has to do with my rescue doggy. Oh, oh, oh! We love a rescue dog. This is Virginia. Remember, I oh Virginia. I grew up in Virginia, and I got to name her Virginia. Oh my gosh, she's adorable. Oh my god, she's so cute. I love her. How long is so about three months. <gasps> that is a damn cute dog. We might have to show a picture of oh her. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's about. Oh, thanks, honey. Oh my gosh, she's she about is so three cute. years old, and we've had a lot of um, the things she's working on, mm. and we've had no success. Is she's incredibly aggressive toward other dogs, and it makes for like walking her really tricky, and it's really hard. And she's actually oh, yeah. like bit me on the leg once and trying to go after another dog, and it's been really hard. Uh-huh but we love her so much. But yeah. like we're meeting with the new trainer this weekend with kind of a different approach. And my question Ooh. was, will Virginia learn to not be aggressive toward other oh. dogs eventually? And it said, yes. Okay, good. It said, yes. Well, you'll it have said to yes. report back she, on that. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to. It might take some time. I didn't give it a timeline yeah. because I know these, do- okay. these yeah. doggies need time, but like, I love. I think dog dog trainers are amazing. I, we had one just for like the basics. Yeah. And I just love people that like, 
really know me about too, dogs me and dog too. behavior. So it's kind of fascinating to watch. Yeah. yeah. So um, oh, you can good. count on that it. That dog is adorable. Oh my god. Oh, oh my sweetie, gosh. I'm she is so cute. So, wait, so you so got her at a rescue place? Yeah. This which hot? which place? Just um, it's plug called it. Arm Animal Rescue Mission. Animal Aww. Rescue Mission in LA. In LA. Somewhere in the LA area. Oh, that How makes l- me so happy. And I oh had a, I mean, that was my hope, obviously. Yeah, Virginia, you're yeah. going to get there. You're going to learn. Yeah. What's the mix? I know it's like you never quite know yeah, what they mix think, of dogs. They think Maltese, Terrier, <laughs> oh, maybe thing. Poodle. She's posing for the camp. So cute. I have a Poodle mix rescue. I say rescue, but she was a puppy, so I feel like a little. That's still a rescue. Fake. She really That's was adopted from yeah. Muddy Paws in New York. Plug these rescue places, but um, she, and she was like, she, we got her as a puppy, but she's also like a super cute. She looks like a little designer dog, like yours does, but oh, she's, she's a rescue. So, so you can Ruffles. get, you can get little. Poodle mixes, if that's what you're looking for. I know. I, and she's made rescue. me really, really happy. It's my first dog I've ever had. Oh, ever. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Because my mom did not is not a pet person, so I asked for a dog every year growing oh, up. Oh my god! And I never got uh, one. And now yeah. my brother has a dog. My sister has a dog, oh, and I finally got yeah. a dog. That's oh, right. Too bad you didn't have her when you were 15. <laughs> I mean, I seriously. You had a guard dog. Yeah. Guard dog. <laughs> that would have been yes. very interesting to see what was yeah. happening. Because oh. as Irene has pointed mm-hmm. out, dogs pick up on spirits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they do. See. They are a hazard, sweetie. We- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm really glad for you and your, and your doggy. Yes. And um, oh my gosh. Thank you. Love I can't it. thank you Thank you. Enough. Have a good woo-woo day. Okay, <laughs> you too. <laughs> Bye, Liz. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the world of woo-woo. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Woo-woo with Rachel Dratch is a Q Code production. Executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez. Edited by Ben Milchev. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.